Hello, how you doing? Welcome to Season 3, Episode 13 of Be Bougie, Be True, Be You. I'm Charlotte Jones. I hope you had a fabulous Christmas and a great start to 2023. Now, I know before you say it, it's the 1st of February and that Christmas ship has well and truly sailed. But I did take a bit of a break from the podcast over Christmas because, to be honest, it was all just getting a little bit hectic. But I am so excited to kick off part two of season three. I've got great topics, fantastic guests, and I can't wait to chat with you about them. So starting with today's episode, which is all about the label High Maintenance. So let's start this week's episode. You're listening to Be Bougie, Be True, Be You with Charlotte Jones, the podcast to chat about a little bit of anything and everything. When I say the words high maintenance, what kind of person springs to mind? Because for me, when I hear those words, I think of two different types of people. So the first kind of person I think of is somebody like... Monica Geller from Friends. So somebody who they're quite highly strung, they like things done a certain way. And if you don't do things in the way that they've said to do them, they don't tend to cope very well. So whether that's the way that you do the cleaning, maybe it's how you play a game, you've got to follow the exact rules of the game, or you're ruining it for everybody, that kind of thing. And we know it's usually very innocent. And we can almost have a little laugh along about it. However, if you live with that person, it can probably be a little bit frustrating from time to time, but we always know it's coming from a loving and good place and there's no harm in that person. And then the second type of person I think of when I think of the word time maintenance is a woman who, and as I say this, I am realizing that I have never labeled a man being high maintenance. And that that doesn't sit right with me at all. But then... Do you know what? That's a topic for another day. But the other kind of person I associate with being high maintenance is a woman who, in a relationship, she has a certain level, a certain bar, which is quite materialistic. So they are somebody who likes nice gifts, maybe wants to live in a big fancy house, drive big fancy cars, and maybe go on lots of big fancy holidays. And they expect that in a relationship It's what makes a relationship work for them and if they don't get that they will leave the relationship now I just want to say if you are that person that aligns with that type of high maintenance as long as you're not hurting anybody and both people in the relationship are for living in this type of way then you do you like there is absolutely no judgment here but the reason I wanted to talk about this today was because recently I was having a conversation with my partner Al. We were talking about birthdays and I was sharing a story about the build up to my 30th birthday, which I will share in a second. But when I was telling this story, I was saying how I was being a little bit of a spoiled brat and definitely a bit of a diva. And something that Al said, which really took me by surprise, was he said he couldn't imagine me being high maintenance and he really struggles to see me as being a spoiled brat. And I was like, really? Now, throughout most of my 20s, in my previous relationship, I was often labelled as high maintenance, as quite needy, 
as somebody that could be a bit of a princess and a bit of a spoiled brat. And the sentence that I used to hear a lot was, Charlotte needs a lot in a relationship to make her happy. Charlotte needs more than most. Now, in my 20s, I had zero confidence and I would always believe other people's opinions over my own. So every time I would hear this about me, every time someone said I was high maintenance or I was being needy, it didn't quite sit right with me. It didn't feel that it aligned with me. But I thought, well, if someone's saying that to me, then it must be true. And I could very easily find something to make me think, oh, this must be true. Because, you know, if somebody bought me a present, of course, it made me feel nice. If somebody wanted to take me on holiday, I was always up for it. And I thought maybe that's what being sport is. I am maybe just that bit of a princess. And there's nothing wrong with that, as I said earlier on in the episode. But the reason I don't think it aligned with me is because I am also somebody who has driven the same car for the last 10 years. I'm absolutely in love with my car and I will not get rid of my car until it's dying day. I don't buy designer clothes. I wear the same clothes until they wear out. In fact, I wear probably like the same two or three pairs of jeans. And then when they go all baggy and horrible, I just replace those. I think they're about three different colors, light, dark and black. There we go. And I just, I don't think about designer. I don't think about jewelry. I can't remember the last time I bought a pair of shoes for a night out or something like that. I just wear the same ones. And I'm not a big shopper. In fact, when I go shopping, I remember even in my teens when we would have maybe, you know, like you'd get your pocket money to go shopping rather than think, oh, I need 20 quid to go and buy a new top. It would be like, have I got enough money for lunch? As long as I'm buying lunch, then I'll see what I've got left over for shopping. Like that was where my brain went. And that's why it didn't align with me. But as I said, I would trust other people's opinions and comments over my own. So I would just take that on and go, well, I must be a spoiled brat. Okay. Which moves me on to the buildup of my 30th birthday. So for as long as I can remember, I had had an image in my mind of what I wanted for my 30th birthday. And that was to have all my favorite people in the same place, maybe in a hall or something like that with lots of food and drink, maybe a DJ and just have a big old knees up. And as we approached the year of my 30th birthday, I had been watching a lot of Gossip Girl. Now, my lifestyle is not in the same league as Gossip Girl, but I got the idea of a masquerade ball. So I started dropping those hints with everyone to my ex-husband, my mum. I was like, I would love a masquerade ball. But again, when I say this, I make it sound very glamorous because that's what we associate a masquerade ball to be. But I was just thinking people could get creative, you know, maybe get a mask, stick some glitter on it, just do that whole thing where we all pretend to be somebody else and no one knows who anyone is, even though... We clearly do. But for some reason, whenever you watch a masquerade ball on a TV show, people don't know who's behind the mask, even though it's so obvious. Anyway, again, another topic for another day. Going off on a lot of tangents today. So I got this idea and again was dropping all the hints and then not much was really happening. No one was really saying anything. And I thought, well, they won't just leave my birthday. I've made it really clear how much this is important to me. And it was getting closer and closer. And then the more that I was getting wound up thinking nothing was happening, the more my friends were enjoying this. So they were playing into it. They were saying things like they were going away to celebrate their wedding anniversary on my birthday weekend. They were working that weekend. And I thought, really? It really started to feel like nothing was happening. And I was like, oh my God, they've forgotten. And I was getting very upset. And I'm not proud to say that I did make my ex-husband's life a bit of a living nightmare for a couple of weeks. I really went on and on and on. And I got very fixated about it. Anyway, suffice to say, there was an incredible party waiting for me. 
everyone had made such an effort. It was the best night and I'm truly grateful for it. And the moment that we pulled up, I was like, I have been a massive idiot, haven't I? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And I, But I can own it. The minute I saw it, I owned it. And I was just like, I am so sorry. I was like, I am so, so sorry. And after my party, everybody used to love to say how much of a, a diva I was about my birthday. But in a fun way, they would almost make jokes about it and say that, you know, well, Charlotte really thought nothing was happening. Charlotte was really upset about this. And they are absolutely right to say that. That is absolutely the impression I was giving off because at the time it's what I thought I was feeling but again as much as I thought I was feeling this and although I knew I definitely behaved in a way that was a spoiled brat and I wasn't trying to get around that there was still something that wasn't sitting right with me when people would say that you know Charlotte you do care about your birthdays like if anyone was to joke about sharing my birthday they'd be like oh Charlotte wouldn't share a birthday you know Charlotte likes to be the center of attention on her birthday and then I'd play along with it and go absolutely I do which again, if you do, there is nothing wrong with that. But something just wasn't quite aligning. And I was like, I had this niggling feeling that it wasn't quite true. But I was like, but it must be true. Like I can absolutely see why people would say that. And then moving forward to now and having that conversation with Al about how he couldn't see it. And it really got me thinking. I kind of had a bit of an identity crisis for an afternoon. I was like, okay, if something didn't feel like it aligned, Somebody who's been very close to me for over a year now doesn't see it. Why did I feel it? And why did other people say it? What was going on? And while I was thinking about it, this one line kept coming back to me more than anything else that was said. And that was when certain people used to say, Charlotte needs a lot in a relationship to make her happy. Like Charlotte needs more than most. And that was always the line when I heard that. I really wanted to push back and I never did. But the reason I wanted to push back was because as soon as I heard it, I would think, no, I don't. What I want in a relationship is for somebody to listen to me and for somebody to understand me and who I am. And for somebody who wants to communicate with me, understand on those bad days what might be going on with me, who also wants to help the relationship grow and flourish and not take it for granted. And that's what would always come to my mind when that was said to me. But I realized that I wasn't being heard. So there was no point in fighting against it. So then I thought, well, if they're going to label me as high maintenance, I'll just be high maintenance. And then what happened over the years is that the more insecure I felt in my relationship and the more I didn't feel I could trust that this relationship was as solid as I would like it to be as anyone would like their relationship to be I always knew that anytime a difficult situation arose and you had the choice of fix a difficult situation which a lot of them would be quite easy to fix or leave the relationship if that conversation ever got to that point leaving the relationship would always be the option that would be spoken about. So I became too scared to ask for my needs to be met because I knew they wouldn't be and I knew it would mean the relationship would likely end. So instead, I learned a language where I might for a brief moment feel a bit of validation, a bit of love, and that would be to maybe sound a little bit high maintenance from time to time. And the year of my 30th birthday really was the beginning of the end for my marriage and that absolutely petrified me. So I focused so much on my birthday because, and you can tell just as I start saying this, this is my emotional brain talking, but I thought if I have an amazing 30th birthday, everybody's going to see how happy we are and how good everything is. And they're going to validate me. And when they tell me that I seem happy and we seem really happy, I'll feel happy. It's going to connect that piece that keeps feeling like it's missing at the moment. And 
that's what I focused all my energy on. And because I wasn't having my emotional needs heard and just my basic needs in a relationship, which were nothing to do with material things, they were just to do with the way I would be treated day to day and made to feel special by love, by someone wanting to come up and give you a cuddle, by someone wanting to just pay you a nice little compliment from time to time. Because those needs weren't being met, I thought I'm going to milk this birthday for all it's worth and try and feel really, really good. And because of the underlying issue of not feeling listened to, of not feeling heard, and I felt like people were ignoring my birthday, it was adding to this already massive pile of feeling dismissed and not being listened to. So then I made my voice louder and then I still felt like I wasn't being listened to. So then I became this bit of a spoiled brat thinking, what is it going to take for people to listen to me? And you know, when they always say the argument you're having is never really about what you're talking about. So if you're arguing about someone not taking out the rubbish when they promised they would, it's never really about the rubbish. It's about the fact that somebody said they would do something and they didn't do it as promised. Or, you know, that's just a very quick example. But the argument you're talking about on the surface is never really what the problem is. So for me, I was hyper fixated on this birthday and everybody thought, wow, she's being very precious about her birthday. But really, I was arguing about the fact that I felt like I really wasn't being listened to and my needs weren't being met day to day. And then I focused on this party and then they didn't feel like they were being met. So I made it all about the party. But deep down, all I was trying to say is, please, can you listen to me? We need to make some tweaks here. Changes need to happen and nothing's really happening and things aren't going as they should. And because I spent so much of my 20s looking on the outside for validation, this to me was this like pinnacle of validation that would mean my marriage would be okay and everything would be fine. And do you know what? For a brief period, it worked. Everybody would talk about the party and how great it was. I thought everybody thought we were really happy. So I relaxed for a little bit. But then obviously, as with any type of external validation, over time, life goes back to normal. Those great evenings and great days out, they become memories. You stop talking about them all the time. And then the same problems arise again. And then as more time passes, those issues that have never been dealt with are still sitting there. So then what they will do is they will just come back to the surface, but they will come up under another guise, under another event, maybe Christmas, maybe a family holiday. And then you're dealing with the same stuff all over again. So my question for you is if you are somebody that has ever been called high maintenance, bit of a princess, maybe a little bit spoilt, do you think there could be more to it? than meets the eye. Is it that you just like to have nice things, which if, as I always say, if that's the case, there is nothing wrong with that. But are you using those gifts, those external factors, those material things to try and get some more human needs met, some more emotional needs met? And maybe is it time to start looking at what your emotional needs are and how you can actually meet them? Because once you do meet those needs, so for me, once I started to do that by myself while I was single and started to validate myself and really learn that self-worth and self-trust and then I found a relationship that reciprocated that with me I have felt so much peace love happiness and security that that high maintenance label has just dropped away and I hadn't even noticed it when I thought of myself as high maintenance I was thinking of this past version of myself and really it no longer aligns in any way whatsoever now and that afternoon where I was having a bit of an identity crisis it really blew my mind and I realised actually there was so much more to this label. And funny enough, as I realised at the beginning of the episode, it's a label that's only given to women, not men, unless I'm mistaken. And again, please correct me, but I've never heard it and myself have never said it. Maybe some of us women who have been associated with these titles are women who for a long time haven't had our emotional needs met. And because of that, we've been finding other ways 
to fulfill them and then we've fallen into that category it's just a little something to think about and as always I'd love to know your thoughts you can get in touch on Instagram at Charlotte Jones Presents I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'll see you soon (laughs) 